Coming to you live from the JRE Tobacco Aladino Mobile Studios, it's the Cigar Pulpit. Hello everybody and welcome to another sermon from the Cigar Pulpit. I'm the Bishop of the Burn, Nick, and with me today, we have Mike Brinker. Of Santino's in Imperial, Missouri. How the hell are you doing, Mike? I am glad to be here, yeah. Nick. Uh, glad to have you guys here at Santino's in Imperial, and looking forward to having a great show with you today. We're going to have a lot of fun. So, before we get into everything we want to learn about Santino's, learn about you and everything else, what are we smoking today? We're going to be smoking the 2019 La Creme from Crownheads. Okay. It is a uh, Bellicoso. With a Connecticut broadleaf wrapper, a uh, very fancy looking Ecuadorian Sumatra binder with Nicaragua filler. All right. So I'm going to go ahead and pull off the crown heads foot band here. Gotta love those, don't you? Uh, Dude, I swear, it's like there's competitions amongst these manufacturers to see how much or how many bands. They can put on a cigar sometimes. And then it's like, how many bands? How big of a band? It's like, can I cover the whole cigar with one band? Yeah. Or Can we know? make sure they can't see the tobacco at all yeah. on the cigar before they and buy then, it? And then, let's make it super hard to get into the cigar, Romacraft, um, you know, and that sort of thing, to get the band off of it. You know? Right. I don't so. know how many I've ruined half drunk. Oh, trying dude. to get some of these. Yeah, just getting the ra- you peel that wrapper and then right it you're down to the end when you're really digging the flavor of it and everything, but you got that little tear in the wrapper from you right. know, fingernailing the, the the band or the one I love, you know, cuz I'm half blind. When it's dark in here, I don't see the tobacco colored foot band. <laughs> no. And I start lighting in the and the just, bartender's like, "Are you going to smoke that part?" <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, at least it doesn't just completely catch on fire, you know. <laughs> All right, so it's time to go ahead and cut the cigar. And the official cutting is brought to you by Dan the Man Ponder at Riverman Cigar Company. Guys, he's put in a lot of uh, PCA orders over there at Riverman, and he's got that great 1,500-square-foot covered patio to sit out and have your uh, cigars at. Granted, it's hot as balls in St. Louis right now, Very, so I wouldn't want to be The humidity outside. is just killer. No, it's, it's gross. It's <laughs> so gross. But uh, he's got the lounge, and you can hang out and smoke and chill and, uh, you know, get verbally assaulted by miss cindy and uh but that's part of the charm right yes charm with capital c (laughs) it's one of those things miss cindy's one of those people that you know when she's picking on you that means you know she know you know that she likes you you can't smoke in st louis without experiencing cindy no no it's just not you've never smoked you you haven't smoked in st louis but anyway he does do mail order as well, so if you're not in the St. Louis area, you can give him a call and get a box of uh, cigars, a box of cigars, accessories, or whatever you want sent to you right away. So he can be your brick and mortar if you're not uh, in the St. Louis area or if you don't have a brick and mortar. But that's Riverman Cigar Company of Crestwood, Missouri, and it's now time to go ahead and cut the cigar. And no schmuckus. No, sh- no schmuckus. Now, is that because I warned you ahead of time? Yeah, probably. <laughs> So, all right, we're doing the straight cut on this uh, La Creme Bellicoso here. Now, I will say, I never clip off enough. So, I typically do a little bit and then have to go back later to take off some more. Right. It's just I mean, I... you really got to watch it. Now, this cap, I've noticed, is a bigger cap. Okay. Uh, so, you can take off a nice chunk. 
without being too worried. But yeah, I'm always the same. You can always take a little bit more. Yeah, exactly. You don't want to take too much. Just right. a little bit. All right. So cold draw time on the uh, lock harem here. See what's what. Really good draw. I might have to take a little bit more. <laughs> that might be. That might be my. Uh... And that and guys, let's be real. That's the whole point. Of the cold draw is not just to get like flavor notes and things like that. It actually is to try and uh, see if you have an issue. Test the draw. Yeah, exactly. Because I mean, before you light the thing, you can tell if you have a draw or not. So that's the whole point. And if you wait till you're halfway through it and then try to fix it, you're going to screw it up. Yeah. And you've also wasted half the cigar at that point. Right. You you pissed yourself off to the point. Exactly. It is a good draw. And it's a good. I. I. I'll admit I'm struggling here because I had Subway right before, and I do have a nice espresso martini that uh, bartender Stephanie made for me, and uh, uh, I, I had to take a sip off of that because it was very, very full, and uh, it would have sloshed everywhere <laughs> if I wouldn't have. So right, don't get that right. Getting there. flavor notes of espresso martini <laughs> off of this right now. That might so. be a great pairing that we it, can think about might, in the future. You know, it might. So. Why don't we go ahead and get this thing fired up and get going here so that we can get into conversation. So, all right. So, Mike, we're here at Santino's in Imperial, Missouri. Which, for those people unfamiliar with the area, Imperial is uh, south of the city. It's like south of South County. <coughs> it's about as far south as, you know, you can go and be in civilization, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Until Festus. Yeah. Yeah. But who wants to go to Festus, you know? I mean, you know? Well, I mean you know, not me. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. That's going to hurt. I, I was going to say, I'm kidding to those in Festus. I like Festus. But, you know. I'm here now. But anyway, so um, why don't you tell us a little bit about Santino's? All right. Uh, the current owner has owned Santino's since uh, 2016. Uh, we were on Vogel Road originally, okay. and we moved here to uh, Imperial at 1508 Professional Drive uh, back in September of 2021 at our uh, nice, huge bar, lounge, patio facility. It is a really nice facility. You guys have, um, you know, a very large lounge in here. Really nice size walk-in humidor. You have a wine room. The humidor is... was as big as the old bar. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Okay. All right. So you did upgrade significantly. Um, and then, uh, you know, you have the wine room, which yes. is non-smoking, correct? Correct. For the people that would like to experience the alcohol, but just don't experience the smoke. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, you mentioned the patio. There's a really nice patio out oh, there. Huge, huge it's, patio. You know, you can. I mean, granted, right now, as we said, it's hotter than humid and balls right now. But um, so it's we not, can't help nobody, that. nobody out there right now. But uh, typically, you know, you've got lots of space out there for yeah. hanging out and enjoying the we've nice got the, weather. We've got uh, cornhole games. We've got fire pits for this fall and the spring. Oh, that would be nice. Yeah, give you something to do. You know, and I'm going to say this. And it is dog-friendly out on the patio. Oh, that's good. That's good. I'm going to say this. In terms of places that I've been, cigar places that I've been, you guys have some of the cleanest bathrooms. That is something the owner and management have always been sticklers for. 
because... Nothing sucks more than going to a place and going into a filthy bathroom. Right. Well, and especially at the old location, we only had the one bathroom. So yeah. everyone had to share it. So you really had to make sure it was clean yeah. for the women. You know. Well, yeah. They're a little more... Dis- well, know. they should be. I mean, uh, now here you and we I have, can stand up. I mean, here yeah. we have three bathrooms upstairs, one dedicated female only. Yeah. So, you know, but we still try to keep that level of excellence up there because it's a big, nice, uh, wheelchair accessible ADA restroom. And that's the thing. It's it's silly. It sounds silly for me to bring it up as like a, a point of discussion, but... I mean, like I said, I've been in plenty of cigar places before, man, and it really is something that should be complimented because I've been in plenty where that is not the uh, the norm. And so, anyway. Um, but the thing that I want to talk about the most here mm-hmm. uh, with you and... Uh, Let me guess. What? What? The alcohol selection. Well, it, it, the alcohol and the cigars. So, you know, we... On the show, I've talked with a multitude of different retailers. Typically, they end up being the um, local cigar shop that you go in, they have the humidors, they have the lounge, and they might serve some alcohol, maybe a little bit, but you guys really have a good mix of a great large walk-in with a great selection, but then also an extremely expansive bar with, right. I mean, I don't even. How many different bottles do you even have up there? Do you even know? Ah, uh, well over five hundred. I mean, it's ridiculous. Yeah, it's super impressive to look at, but you know, it's one of those things. So how you know, yeah, how do how does one cultivate a collection like that, and then you know, determine what's moving, what's not, and and what to bring in to to add to it. Basically, you have to develop a really good relationship with the vendors. Uh get on their good sides, and buy the stuff you don't want to get the stuff you really do want. Ah, <laughs> uh, sounds a lot like cigars. <laughs> yeah. But then a lot of those that you didn't didn't want, didn't think you would ever need or sell, turn out to be hidden gems that pop later on, or you realize, hey, this is a great, inexpensive daily drinker. Yeah. And then all of a sudden everyone's drinking it. <laughs> and you're moving it. Right. And as long as And it then moves, the reps are like, how are you selling this? You know? Well, yeah, and it's one of those things that you're fa- I'm sure at least for the ownership and everything else, you know, their favorite drink is the one that's moving them out on the right. most, you know. So Same with cigars. Yeah, exactly. It's like you have your personal favorite, but in terms of the shop, what's moving? So So let's talk about that. So in terms of the the liquor selection here, you know, are you heavy in one particular type? Like what are some of the top uh, favorites? We're, te- we're heaviest in bourbon. Okay. Uh, then would be scotch. Okay. Uh, followed by the tequilas and uh, probably the rums and Irish whiskeys after that. Okay. Okay. You know, um, and then also like our rails are most people's top shelves. Oh, really? So, you know, it, it, like wh- our rail gin is Tangeray. Oh, okay. You know, yeah. Uh, uh, Jack or not? Yeah, Jack Daniels is a rail. Um, Crown is a rail. Oh wow! Most, except for some of the special special edition crowns. Yeah. Uh, you know, Evan Williams is a rail. Rail. Yeah. Okay. I mean, so yeah, so you guys are providing a a little higher level right. of of liquor experience. You know, we've got the, everything from a five hundred dollar for an ounce and a half all the way down to the rail. Really, five hundred bucks for an ounce and a half? What is yeah. that? That's the Louis uh, 
It was the what is it? Fourteenth, thirteenth. Okay. Yeah. Wow. I'm not. I I don't have a palate for Mm-mm. for liquor like that. So like that would be a complete waste of money on me. But I'm sure there's at least somebody out in my audience that uh, is sitting there going like, ooh, okay, you know, interesting. But, um, yeah, I mean, it, the, you guys really do seem to have something for everybody. I know when I come in here, you know, um, Stephanie will make me either the espresso martinis or white my, Russian. my white Russians. Exactly. Um, but uh, I see a lot of people getting their uh, smoked old fashions. Yes. Yes. Uh, we've got the machines for smoking the old fashions. People seem to really love those. I'm not a smoked old fashioned guy myself. I mean, it's everyone's got the preferences. Yeah. Like, you know, when I drink a bourbon, I like it on an ice ball. Yeah. Because I like it a little bit chilled. Uh, I know it dilutes it. Oh, my God. How dare you dilute uh. that bourbon? But, uh, <laughs> you know, I don't drink the high, high-end stuff either. I've tried it. Yeah. Like you were saying, I don't have the personal palate for it, so why waste the money? It, exactly. You know, there's some great, you know, $15 and under bourbons here that you can just, you know, have a hell of a time on. For sure. But now, pivoting to the humidor, you know, I do have a palate for that kind of stuff. Right. And you guys have a really great selection in the humidor. How did how did that kind of all come about? Well, you know, since Mike started back in 2016, we've really developed it and changed entire landscapes over time. Uh, from going boutique heavy to, you know, just some of the majors. And now I think we've got a really good mix of... General and Oliva, Rocky, Perdomo, plus some of the lesser knowns, you know, and some of the smaller growing great tobaccos out there. Yeah. Yeah. Like, for example, I, you know, I mentioned Romacraft. You have some, uh, quite a bit of Romacraft in there. Um, a lot of Aladino. Aladino. Uh, there's some All Saints. Um, yeah. You know, there's, uh, you know, a little some selection. Illusion, of, uh, some Illusion, some Tatuaje. We're working on bringing that back. Yeah, into my father, fun. you know, that kind of thing. My father, yeah, that's that's a great stick. And then Crown Heads. Now, for those people who are searching out some of the more um, uh, aged, limited editions, um, I would say that uh, Santino's is definitely a place to hit up because not only do you have this uh, 2019 edition La Creme, but you've also got some of the older years of the Los, Los Calabaras uh, and some other uh, hidden gems that we bought up for holding on for a rainy day and later on. You yeah. Know, because you never know when something's going to be sought for. Yeah. And we got a good deal on it. Can't beat that. So, well, there you go. Well, um, in terms of the place, you guys obviously you know have your normal regular hours but you know you guys do parties and that sort of thing as well yeah Yeah. we're available for available for parties uh we do rent out the entire location if need be or if you just want to reserve tables or reserve a patio or even just reserve the non-smoking room for food which we allow people to bring in uh we we do all kinds of different things all you got to do is uh give us a call at uh 636-223-2293 and anybody answering the phone should be able to help you. Perfect. And so let's talk a little bit about the locker room here. This is smoking really smoothly. Right. Like, I don't know. what Are you a flavor note guy or are you just a I smoke it and I like it kind I of I smoke guy? it and I like it type of guy. Okay. Uh, I'm not getting a lot of spice personally out of it. No. No, I don't retrohale like you. I don't know if you've tried that yet. I haven't heard you coughing or hacking up along. 
super smooth. I was gonna on say you, you did that really. Sw- you look professional. Super smooth on the retro. That was hip. a professional version. Little bit of um, uh, almost like a a darker baker's chocolate. You know, kind of that like bitterish kind of chocolate. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say that it's a bitter cigar, but you know what I mean when I. You know, Baker's chocolate's not sweet. Right. You know, we've but, all made um, that mistake as a kid. Oh, I know I did. I went <laughs> to the kitchen one night and I was hungry and I just saw this big old block of it and I'm like, ooh, mom sure. said you ain't chocolate. gonna like it. I didn't have that. I she wasn't in the room, so I took a nice big chunk of it and I'm like, ew. So yeah, it didn't work out. But uh, um, burning yeah. great draws great. It is. I had a little bit in the beginning, but that was on me. I didn't get one little piece lit properly. But, uh, yeah, no, it's burning really great. Draws great. Smoke production's been nice. So I've been happy with it so far. Um, so now let's talk a little bit about you. When did you, I mean, okay, just start with the standard question. When did you get into cigars? Uh, I started smoking cigars probably around 2008. Okay. I was a late bloomer to the cigars. Well, so am I, so that's okay. That yeah. 2018. So, like, I'm even, oh, wow. late, I'm even later than wow. you. <laughs> uh, I started... Heavily smoking, I would say, two to three times a week back in 2012. Okay. When I found uh, Cindy mm. back in the day. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's when I got hooked on the whole atmosphere and brotherhood of cigar smoking. Yeah. That's the thing. It's finding the friends and hanging out, and you've kind of got your little personal, like, almost like cheers, you know? It's right. like that if place you, where you walk in and everybody knows your name. It's like with anything else. If you have the wrong experience at the beginning... You're likely to lose them. For sure. Um, which is something, you know, I've trained a lot of our people on with trying to find a cigar for the first-time smoker. You know, you wouldn't hand this to a guy who's never smoked a no, cigar before. No, you this know, this is I not mean, a first-time smoker. You know, Although, to be honest... They could handle this now. Now. Maybe not you know, when this it is four first, years old. I was going to say, know? maybe not when it first came out. But now, with, yeah. the, with the age on it, it's very smooth. And obviously, it's not spicy at all no. to where, you know, you're going to slit your throat or anything on it. So, actually, I mean. They probably could enjoy this. Yeah. Right now. But you, you just got to really watch how you handle a new smoker. Totally. You just, you, you'd hate to ruin them. Right well, the and bat. the thing is, you know, some new smokers have that kind of mentality of, um, oh, I've heard that the lighter the color of the cigar, the the easier it is. And we've got some heavy hitters in there that You would... know full well that's not the case. I mean, I'll give you a perfect example. The Perdomo Champagne. I've heard so many people say, oh, first time smoker, try the Perdomo Champagne. That's one of the highest, like, nicotine content cigars. I mean, dude, the amount of head buzzes and, and rushes and stomach aches that have come from first time smokers smoking that Perdomo Champagne and thinking that it's a, a nice, easy cigar, it's not. No. There's a lot of strength to that cigar. Yeah. And that's like the, also the uh, uh, Hoya de Nicaragua. Yeah. Uh, CT. Yeah. Tanya. Well, I mean, that's a, that's a heavy hitter with a Connecticut wrapper to smooth it out a little bit. You exactly. Know? That My Father Connecticut, the CT. Oh. I mean, let's be real. The first two-thirds of it, they're pretty smooth and mild and creamy and everything. Then you hit that final third and you hit those tips and, man, it just pops. And all of a sudden, you've got a spice bomb on your hand for the last third of that cigar. If you're not, like, experienced or waiting for it, you know. That's going to smack you in the face like a fish. It really will. It really will. So, um, anyway. So, yeah. So, um, in terms of finding a good cigar for, for smokers, like what are you, what are you telling your, your staff? Uh, I try to give them the standard questions to ask everybody. 
This is for you, first of all. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, that's true. Do you smoke often? You know, if so, what do you like to smoke? Uh, and then, I'll, you know, the most important question is, the, you know, what's your price point? What are you looking to spend? Yeah. Um, and where are you going to smoke it? I've had a lot of people say, you know, I want an Ashton or I want, uh, you know, a My Father and I'm going to the golf course. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. I mean, you know, those are great cigars, but certain cigars need to be smoked in more of a controlled environment, in my opinion, than yes. others. And if you're just going to be swinging a golf club and slamming beers. And you're setting it down on the grass and whatever right. else, it's like. You know. Factory smoke. Take two or three of these cigars <laughs> for the yeah. same price. Yeah. Enjoy them and then smoke this one in the lounge afterwards. Exactly. You know? uh, but those are the types of questions I like to ask people. Well, and that's good to know because the thing is, um, the last thing a consumer wants to feel like is that their lounge or their, their shop uh, took advantage of them. Right. And that's what I'm, I, I, you know, not to like get on a broader subject or anything, but that is something I'm a little concerned about with some of these brands that are coming out with these, you know, $100 cigars and oh. things of that nature. It's like, I'm sorry, but like, you know, the new Rocky might be great. The Unicorn might be great. This $300 Oliva might be the freaking best cigar I've ever had in my life. But I'm sorry, I can't imagine that any one of them is worth 100 to $300. Right. You know, and I'll it, never know. I'll never unless someone hands me one. Bingo, exactly. I'll never know, right? Because I'm not going to pay it. But you know, um, I'll say this: the most I've ever paid for a cigar was fifty bucks, and I didn't know it was fifty bucks until I got the bill. And when I got it, yeah, I had buyer's remorse, and I I felt like slightly taken advantage of with it. And so, like, I have a negative opinion of that cigar because right. of the price point on it. And I always make a point to note to the customer that we can hit any price range. Yeah. Pretty much. You know, I mean, that's the bonus of having such a large humidor. For sure. Unless you want a specific cigar and you lock us into, you know, like if you want an acid. Well, all acids are pretty much priced about the same. There's yeah. really not much we can you're do You're not about getting that. a $50 acid. Right. And you're I mean, not I could g- charge you 50 And you're not going to get a $4 acid. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. I mean, I could charge you 50 for it, but <laughs> it's not going to be, you know, any more special than that $10 one. Right. Yeah. So, okay. So, you know, in terms of Centinos as a place um, versus, you know, um, like I was talking about earlier, the kind of neighborhood shop and that sort of thing. Um, you know, you guys, because you have, you know, the bar and everything else with it, I would imagine there's certain differences and um, benefits and challenges that you have to right. deal with and, and, and handle. You know, can we get into some of that? Sure. Like what are What are some of the differences? I mean, obviously, you have to have a, a bartending staff. Correct. You know. Uh, staffing differences are a lot more. Uh, this isn't something that one owner and a helper can run. Yeah. Um, but one of the benefits is with that extra help and with the bar, our hours are usually later than most any local, you know, yeah. just neighborhood lounge. Uh, you know, we're open more or less bar hours Thursday through Saturday. Okay. And even, you know, Monday through, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, it's like 10 o'clock, and then Sunday it's 7, depending on the crowd. Yeah. And then, um, but I would also think that, you know, having that bar, um, not to get into specifics, but, you know, you have to have the staff, but the, the bar provides the revenue to help pay for that staff. Right. You know, the secondary income to a cigar shop is important. Yeah. Uh, what 
first of all, it'll keep them there smoking. Yeah. Maybe an extra cigar, which over 365 days really throws in a lot more money. Um, it introduces a lot of people that weren't expecting to smoke into cigars. True. Uh, a lot of girlfriends, a lot of wives have been trying some of our flavored. I've noticed that you guys get couples, and, and not even just couples, but groups of females coming in right. and hanging out, which is something that you don't tend to see at cigar shops too right. terribly often. You know, they're, they're more likely to give it a shot here. Yeah. Uh, and it empowers them, really. They get that, hey, look at me, you know. Yeah. And then a lot of them have transferred onto a more natural tobacco, too, which is really nice to see. Yeah. Um, and sorry, I just literally my train train of thought just derailed right there. Um, you know, it, it, in terms of, uh, um, the challenges though, like what are some of the, you know, obviously there's benefits to having that secondary income and everything else. Um, but like some of the challenges that you have to deal with. Some of the challenges, especially early on when he, uh, the owner bought the place was, transitioning from people who just wanted to sit around and smoke cigarettes yeah and run off the cigar smokers to you know a good mix of you know we get a lot of people who just come for the drinks yeah but it's not a sling them and buckets of beer type bar you yeah. know everyone here is i mean you got have, the same attitude of beer, the local lounge like, you don't right. have like we've got all craft beer yeah. you know stuff like that um and that really helped Get that mix of probably 80% smokers, 20% non-smokers. Okay. Uh, same on drinking. A lot of people will just have a lemonade or a water or a soda. Yeah. Uh, you know, which is just fine. You know, hey, come on in, have fun, you know. Uh, we still get that whole uh, people talking amongst each other that they don't even know. You yeah, know, yeah. That you get in the local, you know, neighborhood shop. Exactly. Uh, it's well, not standoff. Because it is just one kind of big room. Right. You know, I mean, it's obviously segmented into tables and little conversation areas. And especially the bar area, the actual bar, yeah. uh, tends to lend itself more to the, hey, what are you smoking? Yeah. Hey, you know, gunning recommendations. Uh, you know, this is what I like type deal. Mm -hmm. Which is nice because, you know, that's where a lot of us really start expanding our horizons. On cigars. For sure. And it's also where we meet those cigar lounge friends, you know, is, is you kind of just make friends over the cigar and then from there, conversation right. expands. Yeah. And you still get the typical A personality. Oh, I'm Regulars sure. and... Every shop. The one-upper regular. I was going to say, every shop, be it a shop or a lounge or whatever it is, they all have those same, you know, um, archetypes, mm -hmm. you know? So... So you have those here. Yes. Obviously. Yes. Um, I remembered what my train of thought was. So okay. you were talking about secondary revenue and that sort of thing. You know, um, it's one of those things I've talked about on the show where um, typically the markup on cigars is um, two times. So like, you know, if you buy it for five, you sell it for 10, that $5, that's your quote unquote profit. It's not really a profit. It's the gross. Right. And that's what helps pay to pay the staff pay the electric pay the rent pay everything insurance, and then taxes. you might have this much left. yeah exactly insurance and taxes to where then you have like this much left for right you know actual profit but in terms of a place like this you know the 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 liquor the bar it it i mean i'm not gonna again not asking specifics but typically the markup on the booze is a little higher right. and that provides you the opportunity to make more um on an individual you know by by them 
if they, you know, if they get an hour out of their cigar, yeah, they've paid two times on that cigar. But if they're sitting there for an hour, they might have have two drinks, drinks, maybe a third. And then if they have a second cigar, then you're talking maybe three or four drinks. Right. Suddenly that that butt in the seat is much more valuable than that same butt in the seat at a neighborhood cigar shop that's sitting there having two cigars. And a soda. And a soda. And all they're getting out of them is maybe the, the two or three bucks for the soda and the two times on each cigar. And really, the soda, they're only probably making 50 to 75 cents. If that. If that. Yeah. Because most neighborhood shops aren't big enough because of the way Coca-Cola and Pepsi structure their things. They can't get a gun with the bags. Mm-hmm. you got to buy cans and bottles. And, you know, unless you just mark the and shit it's not, out of it. And it's not like a gas station where they're they buying so much, volume. so much. Exactly. They're doing the volume that they can, A, keep the price low. You know, because let's be real, the gas station, that, that that bottle of soda, that's, you know, it's discounted because they're doing the volume. Right. Whereas a cigar shop, you know, they might buy a case for a week. Right. Whereas the gas station might go up through a case in three hours. Well, you know. And it's like with any other, like if this was just a regular bar. Yeah. Or a regular bar here in the area, what do they do? They sell food to keep you there drinking. Precisely. Gas stations, they sell gas to get you in there to buy the Stuff in the convenience store. Well, movie theaters. They have the movies. They don't make anything off the movie. No, they're making everything off the popcorn, the candy, and the soda. Precisely. So, in terms of this, you guys have the cigars with the thought that maybe somebody will sit and have a couple of drinks. Right. Yeah. Makes sense. I've actually been hearing, um, not, I mean, obviously we're in the summertime now, so people are doing better, but um, over the winter and into the early spring... When a lot of shops typically are, are much slower um, this past year, it seemed like um, <coughs> the shop retailers, just the shop retailers, right. they were struggling. That this, this past year, it was, just, it was slower than hell. But um, from what I gathered, it seemed like the places that had a bar or more of a, you know, a liquor presence in their business, that they were doing all right. Yeah. They... they we stayed through. strong all through the summer. Yeah. Our lower month was April, May. Really? Yeah. A lot of graduations, a lot of traveling. People are busy. People were busy. Yeah. So it has uh, nothing to do with the weather. Right. So they much. were buying the life. cigars. Yeah. They weren't coming in and drinking because they had graduation parties. They had ah. graduations. They had, you know, we're going to take that first trip of the summer or spring break. And then once the summer leveled out back to normal crowds at night you know with the alcohol and you know the cigars stayed steady because if anything it's too hot sometimes to go out and smoke like today oh yeah you know it's just hot and gross outside but see that's where it's nice that you have a really nice air-conditioned lounge that you can come and hang out in but that's assuming you can get away on a you know in this case sunday to uh to do that right you know i mean if you've got family obligations you're going to be doing that Exactly. So um, you brought up something interesting, people coming in and buying cigars. And given the fact that it is, you know, a bar atmosphere um, with the humidor, um, in terms of walk-in traffic, I would, you know, you think about walk-in traffic at the shops, you know, the corner stops and that kind of thing. But you guys get a lot of walk-in traffic? Yes. Yes. We still do a large amount of people who... Have been coming to us since we've been open and yeah. have never sat down and smoked in our lounge. Interesting. Yeah. So they just come in, they go I to the humidor, they walk up to the bar, they pay, and they go. Right. 
Now, you know, just knowing a few other shops I've worked at, um, where maybe 80% were people of that that have never sat in the lounge just, you know, smoking on their own. Yeah. I'd say we're about maybe 60%. Okay. Slightly lower amount of strictly walk-in, but most of them, even if they're coming today just to grab a few sticks. Yeah. The last time they were here, they sat here. Okay. You know, I mean, okay. but uh, we still get the strictly, you know, especially during the week. Yeah. Week, you know, early in the mornings. Well, not early, but when we open. When you open. Uh, those people during the day are most, almost always just grabbing their sticks to go home. Interesting. Yeah. Because um, I know a lot of shops really thrive and, you know, need those walk-in people to survive. The, the You know, the guys in the lounge, everybody thinks the guys in the lounge are the ones supporting the place. Guys in the lounge are not the ones supporting the place. It's the guys that come in, grab their sticks, and go. Right. Those are the ones that are really doing the the heavy lifting on keeping a, a cigar shop going. Right. Um, so I find it interesting that you guys maybe have less of that, but I guess you know the supplementation of the alcohol right. helps kind of mitigate the lesser amount that you have of that, and then probably also you know lift you up even further. Right. It it allows our seats to make what they need to make. Mm-hmm. in a given day uh whereas a, a lot of neighborhood lounges you know those you can't use the simple science of a regular retail space yeah where each chair has to produce so much money a day um uh, these actually have to produce interesting <laughs> yeah no exactly i mean well and it's a large footprint that you have here so correct obviously rent's important and everything else so you know you got to do what you got to do yeah especially if, you know the whole point was to get a standalone building you know, we don't I would want think that neighbors. Would be important. We didn't want neighbors. Uh, he wanted to buy the building. We're not leasing it. You know, oh, he, okay. bu- he bought the. You know, yeah. Uh, we renovated it all ourselves. So, yeah, yeah, I would think that that would be important because neighbors with cigars just tend to, they tend to not work. No, you know, unless and it's I, and a I get it. You know, unless I mean, it's a retailer, retailer, retailer. You know, it ain't yeah. gonna work. Well, and I get it. I mean, let's be real. The smoke permeates and. Some people don't like it and whatever else. I mean, unless you've got a vape shop next door um, to where, like, they've got their thing and you've got your thing, you know. Although, I guess these days it could be a pot shop, you know. I was going to say, or a <laughs> pet shop, maybe. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean. A bunch of puppies and goldfish yeah, going around yeah. with a nicotine high. <laughs> just you know, running into the glass. It's funny you say that. I find that, like, dogs are really attracted to cigar smoke. Really? Yeah. Like, when I've been around dogs and having a cigar, they like to hang out and, and just kind of sniff the air and get the get the different, you know, things. And I've seen, you know, in the parishioners group, we've had some folks that will post pictures and things like that that say, you know, that they've got their dog that's their smoking buddy, that when they're having their cigar, the dog comes out and sits with them and stuff. Well, you so. got to think about the science of it. You know, a dog can... Sp- can pinpoint so many oh yeah their sense of smell is way better so than ours. they're like extremely retrohaling our secondhand smoke yeah Ooh, cinnamon Ooh, you know something different manure yeah. <laughs> manure <laughs> exactly it's farm or it's a barnyard that's what it is barnyard, barnyard. <laughs> um very good well so um you uh, you mentioned that you've worked at some other shops. How did you come to Santino's and, and kind of give a little bit of, uh, you know, what do you do here? Uh, came to Santino's back in 2016 as a customer. Okay. Uh, Facebook just kept throwing it out there. 
You know, it's funny how that works. And I read the reviews and was sitting there one Saturday, said, I'm going to go down. Had a really good time and over time started helping the owner uh, with some things I thought could help out, you know, in the humidor and this and that with different brands he was, you know, working with and at the time and where I thought he might need to change uh, for the area. Yeah. And for the customer, you know, base that was around here. And uh, then eventually, you know, he's like, hey, you want to come work for me part time as like a bartender and cigar manager? Yeah. Started doing that. Luckily, we didn't have quite the selection back then at the old place because I'm not a bartender. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was a lot of well, straight see, pours and stuff like now that. Now, that's back an then. interesting point that when you guys are staffing and you're hiring and everything, you're hiring. It's not just a matter of like you can bring in just anybody off the right. street. I mean, there's a skill set that's needed, you know, because bartending is a skill in and of itself. Then when you have 500 bottles of all kinds of different varieties, you know, you need to you need to know your stuff, and then on top of that, you have to have at least a modicum of cigar knowledge as well. Right now, we look for that, but obviously, in this day and age, yeah, we got to do a lot of training. Yeah, and uh, when it comes to that, you know, we've been doing a lot better with people that don't have any experience whatsoever. Really, just get them from the for ground any of up. It? Yeah, just oh. train them straight out and slowly bring them up. Uh, you know, with the bar, teach them the main drinks, you yeah. know, old fashions, Manhattan, margaritas, martinis. Uh, and then with the cigars, bring them in slowly, just mainly just show them where everything's at. Yeah. You know, because most of our customers, hey, I'm looking for Oliva. Okay, it's right there. Yeah. Or, you know, and then we train them on how to handle a new smoker. Then we train them on, you know, if they like this, try this. If they like this, try that. I see. You know, and then... A lot of the bartenders just slowly start picking it up themselves, either through smoking on their own or by helping so many people and the regulars and hearing the regulars talk about this I was saying conversation. Right. Yeah. They pick it up through there. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. So anyway, so you came in and, uh, you you know, you were like, hey, I do straight pours and that sort of thing. Yes. And then <laughs> uh, I was still working full time. Okay. I uh, did that till about 2021, where uh, Mike asked me to come in full time. That was when he was starting to build this place. Yeah, which was during COVID a nightmare. <laughs> there were a he, lot of nightmares. There was there was no way COVID, he could yeah. handle both running that existing shop and trying to get this facility remodeled. Oh no, I wouldn't and, think uh, so. So because you know we hand built the entire shelving system and everything in there. Really? Yeah, that was all done in Mike's barn. Oh, my gosh. So they spent the whole summer of 2021 in a hot barn building shelving and stuff. Oh, my God. Yeah. So that whole time, I was in the lounge in the air conditioning, ordering cigars and spending money. Good for you. Yes. You got the right gig. Right. (laughs) But, uh, and it just took off from there. Okay. All right. Well, perfect. Well, yeah. No, it's a nice place. I enjoy coming out. And, uh, you know, I mean... It's, uh, I've, I've seen it really busy in here. I've seen it, you know, today, like a really chill day, you know, but I guess, uh, I guess that's like with any place, you know, it's got its times. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, uh, sometimes you walk in on a Monday afternoon and it's like, is nobody working? Yeah, you know, it's like this place is packed, here? you yeah. know, and then some Saturday evenings it's like, there Ghost must be town. a lot of concerts or yeah. something going on in town. Yeah. You know? So, well, Snoop Dogg's in town tonight. Oh, good Lord. I don't know if that's going to impact your business though. No. Now, the pot place next door to the subway that I stopped at, 
from uh, two thirty till four is going to be slammed. Slammed. <laughs> and then nothing at seven. And then nothing from then on. Well, why don't we now go ahead and jump into this? We all need to live united, but one must go. Brought to you by United Cigars, makers of La Giana Havana, Abuelo, Red Anchor, Firecracker, and of course, United Cigars. Distributors of Jose Dominguez, Garofalo, Montoza, and Terranova, and the highly acclaimed Atabay, Byron, and Bandolero. Buy United, Smoke United, Live United, United Cigars. You know, I got some recording drops that I need to have done. I probably need to talk to some of your bartending staff to get some sultry voices. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, I like it, the listeners like to mix it up the, other than just hearing me. You know, they don't I, I definitely think we could hook that up. I mean, you know, you listen. Yes. You don't want to hear me all the time. I don't know. You know. <laughs> it's okay. Don't paint me in a corner. I, yeah, I get it. So, okay. So, it's one must go time. And uh, you know how this works. I'm going to throw out a couple things and, you know, we got to cut one. So, today, it's going to be fast food options. So, we have Chick-fil-A, we have Chipotle, Five Guys, and Popeyes. Now, I have thoughts. <laughs> I have thoughts. See, this one's a no-brainer for me. Oh, see, I hate it when it's a no-brainer for somebody. I have never been to Popeye's or Chipotle. So either so one right of those there, is like, yeah, yeah. okay. Although See, I really want to try Popeye's. Popeye's chicken sandwich is far superior to Chick-fil-A. Yeah. Far superior. I've heard that a lot. Every And this is what I was about to say about Chick-fil-A. Every time I go to Chick-fil-A, I get the nuggets because if I get the sandwich, every single time I get the sandwich, I always get one that still has that gristly connector piece where the two chicken breasts come together and they leave that on for some stupid reason and then they fry the chicken breast and put it on the sandwich and inevitably the first Ruined bite your- the first bite I take is right into that and it's like gristly and gross and I'm like I'm done so I haven't had a Chick-fil-A or it chi- falls out on your you know wait I mean yeah you know I mean um <laughs> so I haven't had a Chick-fil-A chicken sandwich in I mean dear god it may be it's at least five years, probably longer. I mean, I just, I just don't do it. So, um, but I like Chick Fil A. The peach shake, I do like their peach shake. I've never tried that, dude. They put it out over the summer. Okay, it's well, out it right sense. now, and uh, phenomenal. I do like the peach shake. Chipotle, I like Chipotle a lot. My kid likes Chipotle a lot, so I can't cut that. Five Guys, I like Five Guys, but, but. Every time I go there, I feel like I need a coronary when I, or I'm going to have a coronary when I leave. Right. Because um, between the burgers and the fries, I mean, dude. You pick up the bag of fries and the fries oh, fall out because the, there's so the much The bag grease. is practically clear by the time you get it because it's just so greasy. Um, and then there's Popeyes, which again, I just said, their chicken sandwich is far superior to Chick-fil-A and uh, I really like it. So, um, this is a little bit more difficult, but I'm going to go with Five Guys. I'm cutting Five Guys. I'm going to go with Chipotle. Okay. That's fair. Because you, you want to have the chicken sandwich from Popeye's. Right. I want to have that. I'd like, when I feel like spending $40 on a burger and fries, I like Five Guys. That's the other problem with Five Guys, is it's like, I need a freaking bridge loan to like go and do it, because it's just Calling so Chase expensive. Bank, you know. I hey. know. It's like, hey, I'm going to, going to Five Guys. Okay, we'll extend your line of credit another couple grand. You know, I mean, it's just ridiculous. But, I mean, and don't get me wrong. They have that one burger there with, um, 
I get it with uh, the cheese and the bacon and uh, the barbecue sauce, mm-hmm. and it's delightful. But again, I feel like shit when I'm done eating it, and it's expensive. So right. I'm gonna go ahead and cut Five Guys. But um, yeah, that, that's that's where I fall. Okay. The One Must Go segment was brought to you by United Cigars. United we smoke. So I'm about halfway through my La Carême. Yeah. It's just a really good. Um, I'm trying to pinpoint. I would say medium, medium. light. Yeah. Yeah, I'd it, go I, medium I minus. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a it's mild plus medium minus somewhere in that range. Um, you know, like you said, I think four years ago, I don't know if this would have been appropriate for a new smoker. These mm-hmm. days, this, I think this would be that first one I would give them after a Connecticut. Yes, like okay, you've had a Connecticut, you've tried a Connecticut, you like the Boom. Connecticut. Let's move you up and let you try, you know, a Maduro and that sort of thing. And uh, I I I think you could do that. Yeah. This Definitely. one, this this version, right? <laughs> but you guys have plenty of these right. still, right? So, oh yeah, we've got a lot of boxes of these still. Um, and you know that's that's another important part of what I do is uh, like some of your other guests that own shops. You know, you've got to smoke your stock. your inventory. You yeah. got to move. I can't just sit there and well, here's what I like. No, I got to smoke everything. Yeah, because I got to see what's smoking good. Uh, does something need to be moved? Yeah. Uh, you know, because of the humidification system. Uh, do we need to get some fans pointing a different way? And that's something that I think a lot of shops don't pay attention to. See, we've got multiple it. sensors throughout there that we can see at any one time. Yeah. Even off-site, what am I, you know, where is the humidity hitting? Okay. Okay. Because, yeah, I mean, if you've got a shop and you're not rotating your inventory around, then you're going to have some product that's perhaps over humidified some that's under humidified some that's just right you know right. it's like you got to move it around so that the same stuff isn't just getting blasted with humidity constantly right. because i mean as much as we redesigned this place to fit our market and what we need to do there's still no perfect airflow <laughs> yeah <laughs> there's just no way to unless you got millions and millions and to spend on thing. a little it's, humidor you yeah. know uh, so it, it, it requires a lot of air movement, you know, the proper humidification and just getting a little lucky here and there and, you know, trial and error. For sure. Well, why don't we now get into the Villiger Entertainment segment? And that's brought to you by Villiger Cigars. That's Villiger. I'm, I'm going to. So I, I hate the way I say it. I need to I need to get a <laughs> sound drop from somebody. That knows what they're doing. Um, but, uh, <laughs> but Villiger Cigars, guys, um, you know, they're they're a great brand. They are really big overseas. They've been making their break into the North American market for um, about, you know, eight to ten years now. But it's a slow growth. And so they're, they're wanting everybody to try it. So if you haven't tried Villiger Cigars, you know, go on over to Villiger's website and check out the store locator. Find a store near you that carries them. I really do enjoy a lot of their their line, um, but the new one that they just unveiled at PCA, the 1888 Nicaragua, was a fantastic cigar. Uh, I still have that Miami Toro that's at home. Um, I haven't tried that yet, but the uh, Miami uh, Lancero from last year was a great smoke, and I I can only imagine the Toro is just as good. Um, but guys, they've got all kinds of great. The La Libertad, I love the La Libertad, um, great smoke. So if you are uh, in the uh, in the market to try something different, try something new. Look up Villiger Cigars, and you won't be disappointed. So this is the point when we talk about things that we've been watching. And uh, what have you been watching? 
something great I caught Friday. Okay. <laughs> I caught a great classic Irwin Allen disaster movie, The Swarm, 1978. Mm. Caught it at the very beginning, which, you know, that never happens. No, that rarely happens. Uh, star-studded. I, I started looking into it. Eight Oscar-winning actors were in this movie. Really? Yeah. Michael Caine. Uh, uh, Olivia de Havilland. Yeah. Uh, Henry Fonda. I mean, just on and on and on and on. And it's a swarm of what? Bees. Bees. Okay. And, you know, a lot of these disaster movies, especially back in the 70s, you know, there would be 15, 20 people killed. I yeah. was figuring it up. There was about 40,000 people killed. Holy cow. Because <laughs> these bees took out a nuclear launch site yeah. facility yeah they took out a nuclear power plant outside of houston yeah which killed like thirty six thousand people oh my god causing a meltdown uh but these were a legit concern these were back when you know the africanized killer bees were you know the big story in the late 70s well we had uh, the the what was it the killer hornets or whatever murder hornets. murder hornets that's what it was right. but the yeah. big thing about this movie i didn't realize till watching it friday a lot of dead and murdered children on screen. Oh, God. Which for 1978 was a big thing. That's a big thing now, I would yeah. think. Yeah. Uh, I couldn't. It's like, holy cow. Those ki- you know, it's like. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's like, wow. <laughs> they, Whoa. They went all out on that one. Okay. Uh, but everyone panned it. It had horrible ratings. Michael King calls it the worst movie he's ever made. <laughs> It's total cheese, but you know, without those movies, you don't get the day after tomorrow and stuff yeah. like that. So, but you dug it. I dug it. Okay. I, I really enjoyed it. All right. Um, I finished watching um, uh, Vice Principals last night, and this is one that Noah, when he was on the show, he recommended to me and everything because I really like the Righteous Gemstones. So I've been, you know, obviously keeping up with that. Well, this is another one that's kind of by Danny McBride. And um, it's two seasons, and it's Danny McBride and Walton Goggins, and they're, they're vice principals at a high school, and they're both vying for the principal job. And it's just so fucked up. And the thing about it is that, like, the first season goes kind of how you think, you know, in terms of the end result. But then, like, in the last, like, minute of the last episode of the first season, something happens, and uh, I'm not going to spoil it, but it sets up the whole second season. And the whole second season, you think you might know what's going on, but man, that last episode of the second season, I mean, I can show you the text messages I was firing off at Noah <laughs> at like 1245 last night. Poor guy's probably trying to go to sleep, and I'm just like texting him like, holy crap. You know, I mean, I was like live commenting throughout the episode, like, this just happened, he just lost a hand, things like that. And I mean, it was crazy shit going on in this episode, <laughs> and it was the most like just wacky crazy wild like i had no idea what was going on well if it's got danny mcbride exactly but see what's crazy what's neat though is that he must like working with similar the same people in different things well goggins obviously obviously but then also like um the gal who plays judy gemstone in the righteous gemstones which is his sister is like a teacher in this and then there's you know there's just all kinds of different actors so if you watch his three shows because he's got He's got Vice Principals, Righteous Gemstones, and then Eastbound and Down. You see a lot of the same actors floating amongst those three projects. So he, he, I guess he's like Sandler. He's got his people that he right. likes working with. Um, a lot of them do, though. Like, yeah. You know, the people that all worked in Justified, you see them in other 
And Goggins yeah. was in that. Right. Yeah. Um, Deadwood. A lot yeah. of those people did similar HBO, you know, series and stuff together. Now, one thing I do want to note is that the last episode of uh, Vice Principals, the very, in the last scene, it ended with the song from the Kinks, Living on a Thin Line. Mm-hmm. And um, every time I hear that song. The Sopranos? Yes! The episode when um, Ralphie beat the hell out of and killed that stripper. Yeah. Um, you that, see the strippers coming on stage. Yeah, and, and that yeah. song plays. And so, like, that's playing. And, like, you know, the the episode's ending. And I'm just, and all I'm doing is flashing back to this, you know, the strippers getting on the stage at the Bada Bing and, like, you know. Where's the, the boobs? Yeah, exactly. I'm just like, wait a minute. <laughs> but, no, it was really kind of like, holy cow, there's another example or uh, reference to that song. Um what else have I been watching or listening to? Oh, another thing with Dana McBride. Yeah. You've got to track down his first movie that he made. Okay. With the help of, uh, oh, shoot. Uh, I can't think. Will Ferrell found it and helped get it produced. Okay. Uh, and distributed. Uh, the Foot Fist Way. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Great movie. He's, <laughs> he's a taekwondo instructor. <laughs> and That's it is, the one where... There's that clip that's always being shown where the guy is fighting the woman, and he just comes out and just right in yeah. there, just laser yeah. out. Yes. Okay. All right. Definitely yep. need to check that out if you're a Dana <laughs> McBride fan, which it sounds like you are. Oh, yeah. I actually have. I, I saw him at a Comic-Con, and I have a baseball signed by him, but then he also signed Kenny Powers underneath it. So I have a, I have a Kenny Powers, Danny McBride autographed baseball. I feel pretty proud of that, to be honest. And he even ventured into the horror genre with the uh, helping out with writing the last three t- trilogies of the Halloween movies. Oh, I didn't. He was involved in that. that. Yeah. Oh. I know he co-wrote. See, the I'm not first... as big into horror. You yeah. you love oh, the I'm Halloween movies. Yeah. I love I love all horror movies. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Okay. See, I didn't realize he was involved in that. Yeah. Interesting. Um, I think you and I may have talked about it at the time, but like, you know, um. That most recent Halloween movie was a little controversial. Yes. What 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 are your you know I think we talked about it at the time, but what are your thoughts on it now with a little bit of time to like reflect on it? After stewing on it, as a Halloween fanatic as I am, uh-huh. uh, I would say I'm good with it. Okay. Um, most people, if you're a casual Halloween fan would go either way yeah if you only saw the last three you know a younger person never really got into it just saw like the original halloween yeah and then these three which is the way it was set up to be okay you probably thought of oh wow that's a great ending you know okay okay uh it could have done a little bit better here or there sure but i mean everyone critiques there's no great perfect movie other than maybe shawshank yeah. You know, but even there, there's some things there I've said. There are some things you know. can pick apart. Like, right. for example, how did the poster get back over the, the whole thing? Right. Right. You know? Yeah. Right. You know? So. Uh, but, yeah, it's... I enjoyed it. I'm okay with it. But I can... I, I would not badmouth anyone who was totally against it. Okay. Okay. Um, Yeah, I'm trying to think if there's anything else that I've watched that I've been, like, super impressed by. Since the last time I recorded, and I don't think it, I, I think I've just been all in on Vice Principals because I pretty much binged two seasons of that in the space of time uh, since then. So, yeah, 
I did just find out, though, um, so Futurama is coming back. I've heard that. I didn't know when. The new or... episode, uh, I think, is premiering maybe next week on Hulu. Wow. Like, it, the first episode of it is coming out, you know, like, maybe next week. I didn't realize how far behind I was on that show because I remembered it was on Fox for a while. Then they put out those movies, those direct-to-DVD movies um, that I guess they turned into the sixth season. They chopped them up into, like, different, you know, parts, and they turned it into the sixth season. I didn't realize that there's, like, another four seasons worth of episodes that were on Comedy Central Yeah, I that I didn't watch. I... As much as I love adult animated comedy, yeah, never got truly as into Futurama. As, oh, I love Futurama. You know, I was more heavily into like American Dad, uh, yeah, and such. But uh, I just lost track with Futurama. Futurama is a yeah. King I, of Hill, King of the Hill is another one they're bringing back. Apparently, are they really? Uh, and this is going to be like Bobby's an adult. You know, Hank's oh, really? Whole, yeah, from what I've read. That'll I could be, be interesting. Wrong. Okay, that that could be interesting because I really do. King of the Hill is one of those shows that, at the time it was on, I was not old enough to fully appreciate. Right. But since getting older and watching it now, I'm like, holy shit, this is hilarious. Right. Father of the year. Yes. And then you know, so that's interesting that they'd be bringing Bobby as like the guy. Um, that also might be able to be how they get. Brittany Murphy's character kind of out, the, yeah, off the stage because right. that was speaking of unfortunate. That, that's another show I've been watching a lot of lately. What's on that? the on the Vice Channel is Resolved. Oh, I've never heard of this. It's basically about you know they've done the guy who created McAfee and uh, Brittany Murphy, yeah. Heath Ledger. It's about these internet sleuths, is what they call themselves. Okay that try to piece together what they think really happened with these, you know, yeah. not just simple overdoses or this or that, you know, was there something missed and yeah. all. Now, a lot of it's just crap, you Probably. know. Uh, you got to take it with as much. Now, the McAfee guy, there's a lot there. Right. That one, you know, and that was like that's the first one of the that's, season. That's nefarious right, right there, you know? man. Yeah. But uh, some of them are, some of them have more. Brittany Murphy, I think, is just a sad case. Right. Yeah. You know, but some are like, you know, this one recently was about a uh, Hollywood insider who was shot to death on in the in Beverly Hills. I can't remember her name. Okay. But there was a lot of stuff that wasn't done correctly from what they showed. Yeah. You know, and like through Freedom of Information Act, they're showing, you know, police reports and this and that. And it's like, they did what? You know? Wow. You know, it's like, who, who, um. <laughs> who did this person piss off? <laughs> Interesting. But it's a good show. Resolved, that, yeah. I'll that and uh, that. Dark Side of the Ring. Oh, I watched that. I love yes. Dark Side of the Ring. Um, I watched that on Hulu, and I don't know if the newest season has made it to Hulu yet. But I've been seeing. Uh, well, that if they have that, that then they probably going. carry all of the Vice probably. stuff. So Resolved. I'll have to look for Resolved. R E in parentheses, yeah. and then Solved. Okay, all right. I'll look for that. Um, because yeah, I really do like Dark Side of the Ring. Yeah. Um. They really get in there and give you the story. Yeah. The last one of that that I watched was, well, it would have been the last episode of, I guess, season three, which was the steroids trial. Oh, yeah. That was a good that one. That was a good one. This season, a lot of wrestlers that I, as a moderate 
fan and follower. Yeah. Had not heard of pretty much any of these people. Okay. But the stories where they fit into the timelines, I, I'm like, oh, that. this was during, you know, this person's yeah. time, you know. Uh, and they're obviously all tragic. Well, yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, if you're going to be on Dark Side of the Ring, it's right. probably it's, not It's not because you're well. doing great, yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah. It probably didn't end well, but... Um, yeah, I, uh, my, my big, my time period with wrestling was, uh, um, in the eighties, obviously as a kid, you know, you get the Hulk Hogan rock and wrestling, you know, right. WWF era. And then I got back into it in, uh, high school there with the, uh, attitude era and the whole, uh, you know, WCW, WWF fight, you know, and whatnot. Right. And once Vince McMahon bought WCW, I kind of was like, eh, I'm out, you right. know? And uh, it just kind of went from there. And I have yet, I I can't get into the the new stuff, the current day. Right. You know, and some of the stuff, if if they didn't hook you while we were in that age in the mid 90s, Mm -hmm. you're you're driving, you're you're in high school, you know, and a lot of those Friday night and Saturday night specials, you got stuff to do. Yeah, exactly. You know, and they they just lost. Girls to pursue and things like that. You know, yeah, exactly. Where are we going to get alcohol? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, no, you're right. Sorry, Mom, I didn't say that. No, no, no. Anyway, all right. Well, why don't we now um, go ahead and do, I want to do a super fight. We haven't done a super fight in a while. I am unfamiliar with the super fight. Super fight is when you have two characters, um, random draw. And they have two um, attributes. And basically, I'm going to tell you who's fighting, what their attributes are, and, and then you and I are going to debate who's going to win this fight. So, right. we have, first of all, the Pope, okay, who is 10 stories tall with frost breath. Okay? He's going to be taking on Darth Vader, who's a hypnotist. And can breathe fire. Okay. So who wins between a 10-story tall frost-breathing pope versus a hypnotist Darth Vader that breathes fire? So many bad Catholic jokes are coming into my mind (laughs) with the frost breath right now. And that's bad because I am a Catholic. But, uh, <laughs> well, then I, you can make them. That's that's fair. I, I okay. You want me to go first? I mean, yeah, go for okay. it. What are your I, thoughts? I am leaning towards Darth Vader. Yeah, because he could hypnotize the Pope, regardless of the size. I'm assuming to do whatever he wants, and I don't care what you do. You can throw the biggest iceberg at a volcano, and gonna the lava is going to melt it instantly. It <laughs> pretty is. much. And see, so. It's true. Fire over ice, and size is big, but... And that's the thing. Can the Pope just come along and just smash Darth Vader real quick? Right. You, it, know? you know? I mean, that's that's feasible. Right. But it's... And does he have the power of the Holy Spirit behind him? I mean, it is the Pope. I mean, if anyone... That was not one of his attributes, so I'm not, just going to have to... But see, you know, it's kind of fair to say that Darth Vader's got the Force. You know, I mean, that's kind of part of the character. Well, then you'd have to say he has the ability to move very quickly. Oh, and he could theoretically stop the the, the foot coming down to him, too. So, yeah, I think I'm going to agree with you. I think Darth Vader is probably the winner here. And the fire over ice thing is probably the biggest component of that. Right. That, you know, if they're breathing at each other, at some point, you know, 
one of them's gonna gonna lose air. And and you know, Darth Vader, he's pretty messed up, but he's got the mechanicalism mecha- mechanisms behind him. Yeah, whereas the Pope's just he might know. just be one big acetylene torch. And the Pope's just an old guy. Yeah, you know, his his lungs might not be able to right to keep as much going. So yeah, but the uh, I I do think that. The, the the height gives the Pope a little bit of an advantage, at but least initially. If you go back to Marvel movies, look at when Ant Man went extremely large. Yeah, he was not able to. He's stumbling around a lot. You know, yeah, it's he's very slow. Right. Yeah. No, that's true. That's valid. All right. So I think we're going with Darth Vader on. Uh, and go back to the Bible itself, David versus Goliath. You know what? And there, right there, is the perfect smackdown. Smackdown on the Pope, right there. Is that so? Killed by his own Bible. <laughs> Darth Vader comes along with his fire breath and just takes down the Pope. <laughs> anyway, um, see, I like the super fight. It's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah I really know? do like that. Um, all right. So now, why don't we go ahead and hear about my monthly cigars? This would normally be the time that I give some information about My Monthly Cigars, but I've hired that out this week, so take it away. My Monthly Cigars is a premium cigar subscription service. It comes in a variety of different size boxes at affordable prices. Use offer code PULPIT and get free shipping on your first box and 20% off any items in the online store at MyMonthlyCigars.com. That's offer code PULPIT. Thanks! That uh, the drink has kind of all come together because I've let it sit for so long, and uh, it's strong. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. It's, it's there's some oomph to that. I like it, um, but it's good. It's got that nice espresso creaminess, yeah, and everything to it. So give you a little pep. Exactly. I wake up, and with the smoothness of this cigar, it I bet it really, really pairs it does well. really well. Yeah. No, this is. This, it's the best the, part of coffee and chocolate. And the cigar is a nice, you know, like you said, medium minus, mild plus, um, very smooth, easygoing cigar, you know, and uh, I'm digging it. It's good. Um, it's a nice selection here that folks you can pick up at Santino's when you're in the uh, Imperial, Missouri area. And um, speaking of which, um, I announced it bleh, couple episodes back but uh pulpit fest is coming up september the 22nd and 23rd uh here in the st louis area we're gonna have a lot of things going on but one of the things that i did want to go ahead and say is that saturday the 23rd we'll be completing the pulpit fest experience by coming here to santino's yes and letting everybody hang out uh we'll have the patio we'll have all kinds of space and uh you know people can try the bar try the humidor and just kind of hang out and party here have a fire pit going you know we've got music on the patio lighting and all that uh yeah maybe get some uh fun little raffles going on we've got oh, good. i've got so much swag in the basement that I think would be perfect, you know, give out some attendance prizes, you know, do some cigar specials for Pulpit Fest uh, visitors. Love it. And uh, just have a blast. Perfect. Well, guys, make sure that you uh, are marking your calendars for Pulpit Fest coming up September 22nd and 23rd. And Santino's will be uh, on the agenda as part of the fun of that weekend. So uh, you guys can come by and check it out yourselves. 
Uh, in the meantime, we are available on Instagram at the Cigar Pulpit, as well as uh, on Facebook, where we have the uh, Cigar Pulpit Parishioners Group. Um, get in on that so you can um, uh, post cigars that you're sh- uh, smoking and thoughts on the show, typically making fun of me. But, uh, <laughs> you know, whatever. Uh, we're on Twitter, where I don't really do much. YouTube, where you can watch this. And uh, we do need your questions for the Ask the Boys episode that's coming up at the end of the month. Area code 863-874-0000. And where can people find out more information about Santino's? Uh, you can go to our website, Santino's Cigars um, and Cocktails. Um, we are on Facebook, Santino's Cigars and Cocktails. Just search that and it will bring you to our location. Uh, we do a little on Instagram, but not much. Nothing on Twitter. Uh, mainly on Facebook, we post all of our events, specials, all kinds of little, you know, whatever we're doing this day or week, we post on there. Cool. Very cool. Well, final thoughts on the uh, 2019 La Carême from Crownheads? Uh, getting better every day. Yep. And it's just a really great, smooth, enjoyable smoke that pretty much anybody, uh, regardless of what they really like, yeah. I think can enjoy this cigar. I agree, and uh, it's my first of the day, so it was Mine a too. really good way to kind of start the day because it's not anything that's slit in my throat right, right. off the bat. It's not going to overpower you for your next cigar. No, not at all. Not at all. And again, it pairs very nicely with the espresso martini. Made by Miss Stephanie. Made by Miss Stephanie, who's busy over there making <laughs> more drinks. Um, anyway. Well, Mike, I want to thank you for taking time out. To, Thanks for uh, having me on, on. and to the uh, parishioners out there, be gentle with me. This is my first uh, real podcast. Is, so. It's his first time. <laughs> the first time. Be gentle. First time's the hardest. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to let it all go. I'm going to let it all go. Uh, anyway. Uh, well, cool. Well, guys, this has been another sermon from the Cigar Pulpit. I'm Nick. And I'm Mike. Stay safe and stay smoky. forgot that i turned that up for something else so that was really fucking loud i didn't know if that was like supposed to be the over talk where like at the news at the end you know where the music's playing and they're just like blah 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 blah. no because well i mean we could have but i mean it was up so freaking loud we couldn't have so now they're just getting this little easter egg where i'm out in myself at the end of that i turned that up for uh i think it was the one must go or the mmc ad and I okay totally like forgot to turn it back down because the levels on my intro outro are so high that yeah, that's on me. So <laughs> if I blew out your speakers, guys, I'm sorry. Oh, you're good. <laughs> Take it easy. <laughs>